You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. So I thought I would share in this first episode a little bit about myself, my background, and give you some texture and some context around uh, the concept of the podcast. A little bit about me. I am an ERYT 500. I actually have two 500-hour certifications, and I've been teaching for almost two decades now. Sometimes it seems like it just couldn't possibly be that long, but sometimes it does. I I do feel like I feel the longevity in that career path. Um, I was teaching about eight years through some other um, training certifications, and then I trained with Rolf Gates in his 200-hour program and 500-hour program. And as of recently, I completed the 500-hour training with Yoga Medicine, Tiffany Cruikshank, and am certified and registered as a therapeutic specialist with Yoga Medicine. I am also a Yoga Alliance um, school, registered yoga school, Sandy Raper Yoga. So I train people in the 200-hour program as well as a 300-hour program. And I'm also a Yoga Alliance continuing education provider. So (laughs) with all that said, a little bit behind the scenes of a yoga teacher, I am also happily married for 26 years now to my high school sweetheart, And we have three amazing boys, two which are in college and one that as a middle schooler. So definitely I have sought out a lot of balance as a parent and as an entrepreneur and yoga teacher for almost two decades now. Um, Oh, and don't let me forget, I do have a little miniature Dotson named Oscar as well. I don't want to leave him out. So in today's episode, I thought that I would just give you a little background to understand kind of how this podcast came to fruition. I am a a talker and I love to use details and it just became evident that after two decades of experience and through some talking through with um, some individuals in my life that this just might be the creative outlet that I am seeking to share some personal stories and have some conversations with some people who have influenced my teaching career pathway and that this would be a great platform for me to um, host those conversations and share them. And hopefully it will be an inspiration to you. If you are a yoga enthusiast, an aspiring yoga teacher, or a yoga teacher that um, has been on the pathway for a while, but just needs a little more encouragement and support to help that continue the endurance on the pathway and, and the work that's required to support um, this career. So um, I am excited to share um my story, I guess, here in this first episode of, of really how I came to the practice. I always love to hear how people um, came to know the yoga practice. And uh, a lot of times I don't know that's something we're really looking for, which is the beauty of it. But um, thankfully, it shows up and it comes into our lives. And um, I'm a huge advocate for 
finding ways to develop and create sustainability uh, within the practice and um, the ability for it to, to move and adapt with us through all the varying seasons in our life and transitions. So I'll go back probably, well, I'll go back to the beginning. <laughs> That's always a great place to start. And my experience with yoga began, um, like I said, almost two decades ago. And it came at a pivotal time in my life. And it actually was a pretty big year for me that year. I was um, turning 30. Um, I had uh, completed a half marathon that year, which was a pretty big deal for me because I'd never really considered myself a runner. <laughs> and I um, it got dedicated in some training period and got myself ready for a half marathon. So that happened that year. I was a mom of two small children at that time. And I also, um, I'm an only child and I was a caregiver for my mother. My mother, um, Iris, had multiple sclerosis and um, it had, unfortunately um, for her, gotten to the point that she needed around the clock care, someone to be there with her. And my dad was a small business owner. And so that was um, not a setting or a situation for him that he could step out of um, as he was the primary um, you know, uh, creating income for uh, our family or for him and my mom. So I was fortunate enough to be one of my mother's caregivers. I had worked in the retail management and merchandising industry, which was pretty grueling and the hours not very accommodating to family life, unfortunately. But um, thankfully, I was able, my husband and I were able to work out some things so that I could um, step out of the workforce and I could go in and help my father care for my mother. And for me, that was truly um, a blessing. And it was something that I couldn't foresee um, wanting anyone else to do for her, except um, it be me that stepped in. So I'm grateful for that experience. But in this year that I'm talking about, this, um, this year where I turned 30 and all these things were taking place, um, my mom passed away in, in August of that year. And my mom had, had been ill and her health declining for a while. And um, I always knew that um, there was a great chance that she would not be, um, she wouldn't live as long as maybe some other lifespans of people around me that I knew. And I, but I just didn't really go beyond that. And so in that year, in August of that year of 2002, um, she passed. And so what happened was, thankfully, I wasn't forced to run back into the workforce. I had some space and some time, and I was able to sort through some things. So oftentimes what we do and, and when life hits us hard <laughs> like that, um, we kind of try to seek, or I did, I tried to seek some comfort and some, some knowns, some things that I knew, some routines. And so my routine at the time was that I went to this gym. I went to this gym every morning before I would go in and take over taking care of my mom. And so I found myself back at the gym and also this gym had childcare. So that was huge. So I made my way back to the gym and I was still kind of in that running phase. And so I, I hopped on the treadmill and in this particular gym, they had this fitness area that was enclosed in glass. So you could see into the area where group fitness classes were being held. 
and and the equipment and the people and treadmills and ellipticals and those kind of things the bikes could kind of see in there what was going on well this particular day i was on the treadmill and i was walking i was walking and probably doing a little running and i kind of turned my head and i looked and i saw these people in this darkened space the lights weren't on like usually in the fitness classes and the lights were kind of dim and people were on these mats and they were moving and they were creating these shapes and they would hold some shapes and then they'd move and then at the end they kind of all lied down and and that was kind of what was going on and i was curious i thought i don't know what this is and so i often say i'll i'll try anything once so to speak but this curiosity pricked me of like, gosh, I'm just going to go and check this out. Um, I have the time. <laughs> and so, well, let's go see what this is. So little did I know I was stepping in to my first yoga class. So I love to hear these stories about how people come to the yoga practice or how they, they found yoga. And um, isn't it interesting how we find our way into things? And I think curiosity sometimes is really a big part of that. And so that was what it was for me. I was curious. And so I stepped in and, and really, to be honest, it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. I had always uh, been a part of a, a group fitness um, or a gym type atmosphere. Um, in fact, my first job as a 16-year-old is I ran the front desk at a local gym. So um, it wasn't uncommon for me to just kind of explore and try some things that were going on. And so that's what this was. This was that opportunity. And this is really where it all started is where it began. And, and so I was intrigued and, um, in regards to my mom's death and, and, and dealing with, um, life after that, um, I didn't seek any type of grief counseling. I really didn't feel like I needed it. And um, what I found on my mat, though, where there were moments, especially in Shavasana, where um, I found grief release. And I can remember one time vividly where um, just tears would stream down my my face in Shavasana. And it wasn't like sobbing tears. It was just this release. And, and I'll be honest, I was weirded out about it at first. And I thought, oh, what is this? What is going on? And I kind of peeked around to make sure everybody was still, you know, in Shavasana. And there was an overwhelming sense of peace that it was okay. It was okay that that was a natural response and that I was allowing my body to release and I was allowing my emotions and my mental space to heal and my heart. And so um, this is what I found on the mat there early on. I found this place that I could move and breathe and I didn't have to figure out what I was going to do. I didn't have to figure out what was next. I just needed to be present and be in that space on my mat. So it was about six months into, I became pretty dedicated um, into every time the class was taught and offered, I was at the class and um, I, I continued through that curiosity. I kept coming back, which I feel like the mat calls us back. And so six months or so, I guess, went by and, and I was prompted by the teacher. Um, she encouraged me to seek out some training and um, she really inspired me to to seek the training to lead others. And at the time, I was like, well, yeah, if I'm going to be in the class and taking the classes, why not go get you know certified and trained and teach? And I can make a little money doing that and, and you know support my family a little bit with that. 
And um, so I sought that out from that um, inspiration of my first teacher in that class. And little did I know she was also sending me off so that she would have an option (laughs) for a sub. So I found myself teaching my first class there probably less than a year after I had began the practice. So those are some information around kind of understanding where my story began and a love, like I said, once again, to hear how people come to the practice. And then now it's just really amazing, you know, kind of fast forwarding, like I said, to almost two decades as to, wow, this, you know, the sustainability and the things I've adapted and moved through um, to this point in my teaching career and so that's really the inspiration of this podcast is, is the culmination and the collection of these stories that I have, these experiences and these amazing individuals that I have connections with and have connected with and continue to connect with on this yoga teacher uh, pathway. And so the podcast will be offerings that I will share, but they'll also be, I'll be bringing in guests to have conversations with people who have inspired and impacted my practice, people who are out there, um, you know, adapting and adjusting and creating longevity within their yoga practice and their yoga teaching careers and beyond. And that is the concept of this podcast. And I'm excited to share with you. I'm excited to offer some resources, not only just stories, but some content and some valuable information to support you. Um, If you are a teacher, support you um, as an individual. I believe that we're always teaching someone. So it's not just that this is for yoga teachers. This is applications for us in, in life situations. As we go, we are teaching someone or teaching ourselves. And so this will be content that will support that growth. Um, that refinement and that development that um, as we go, um, we can carry these principles and these applications, techniques, whatever it may be, we can apply them and create some relevance for them in our life. And um, I'm pretty certain that as, you know, and from experience that when something's really relevant to us, Uh, we have a tendency to be um, or create more discipline and dedication towards um, application and um, encounters um, of using those in our life. So thank you for joining me for this first episode. I hope that you'll tune back in. I have some amazing guests lined up and I'll look forward to um, talking with you again soon. Hey, are you a yoga teacher that sometimes feels unclear about the direction you should take in your teaching path, or possibly you feel uncertain and lack confidence in areas of your teaching skill set? Well, this is where a mentor is so crucial to have come alongside of you to help sift through and reinforce the skills it takes to create longevity and sustainability within a healthy teaching career. I have 20 years of teaching experience and I am passionate about supporting you and other teachers to grow and expand into the teachers that you desire to be. I can totally support you within a variety of 
areas, including how to run a successful yoga studio, develop effective workshops and successful teacher trainings in a studio or as a solo entrepreneur, and even the development of your very own podcast that will support your teaching career and more. Private mentoring sessions are the fastest and best way for you to get the results you are seeking. Ready to dive in and work with me one-on-one? Well, I'm ready. Head over to my website, sandyraper.com, or click the link in the show notes and schedule your call today. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin, to become, and to expand beyond.